great morning great morning and welcome to the first official podcast of man and today um i want to just touch on what man means who man is and what the mission is that man has in store for you guys um as we go week to week we just ask that you uh tune in with us uh just take from what we talk about each week and apply it to your lives because we're going to try to give you some things that's that's practical we don't want to just talk to be talking we want we want to give you guys things that's practical that you can apply to your everyday lives but not just only apply it but also just make you better better as a person better as a as a leader better as a as a spiritual uh mentor if that's what you choose or just better overall a better overall person so with that being said I would like to start this day off with a scripture before I jump into what man is, who man is, and and what our mission is. And the scripture today comes from reading Daniel 3, verses 14 through 18. This is the NIV version. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe and all kinds of music if you are ready to fall down and worship the image i made very good but if you do not worship it you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace then what god will be able to rescue you from my hand shadrach meshach and abednego replied to him king nebuchadnezzar we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we would not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. So this verse is not only fitting because of the three of us that's looking to start this mission, but the words that were spoken here are very powerful. A lot of us uh, read or have read this story, but miss the important part in here. And I'll explain that to you guys in a little bit. So as you see in the story, these three friends were ride or die. And what one believed, the others believed, whether right or wrong. We as men taking on this task, we know it's going to be hard and we know it's, it's going against the grain because of the world that we live in but we all have one common goal and we all have the same belief there will be things there will be people that will try to separate us like like the like the the scripture reading i just read but we will stand our ground because we have a solid foundation we watch god work in our lives time and time again they were the only three in the temple or in that village that day that stood tall and was not conforming to what the king wanted from them. Whenever you hear their names, and this this is this is just something I thought about. Whenever you hear their names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's never just one of them. There's always three names, as if they were one person, and that's that's the type of relationship that I have in mind and how I want to build as we continue to grow in this journey. So someone someone told on them and this we talk we're getting back to the story. Someone told on them and the king came and said, If you do not bow down when you hear these these this music being played played, we will pitch you guys in the furnace full of flames 
and they were threatened to be burned alive. What I thought was so cool about these three brave friends is that they all were willing to die what they believed in. Now, that is, that is powerful because this is still happening today in the real world. They were not selling their souls for just anything. They had a belief and they were sticking to it. And, you know, we, 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 we think about it in, in the world that we live in today that people are still getting persecuted for their beliefs. You know, in other countries, like Christians are getting beheaded because they believe in, in Christ. And and it's sad, you know, you can't believe in a certain thing in a certain area because of what other people believe in, and you're getting killed for that. But the, the, the amazing thing about that is that God said in Matthew 10, uh, verses 32 and 33, he said, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. And then he also said, but whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my father in heaven. And I thought that was so cool because even though these, these Christians are getting beheaded because of their beliefs, they still will be acknowledged in front of Father God because of what they believed in. And I know a lot of people say that there's more than one way to get to heaven, but there's only one way, and that's through Christ, you know. So, and I don't want to make this all spiritual, but this is this is the scripture reading, and this is the scriptural part, uh, the scriptural, scriptural part. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> but this is the, the the reading that we're that we're touching on today. Um, so I definitely want to just dive into this a little bit. And uh, so with that being said, they, these people that are getting beheaded are going to be in paradise, though they, they didn't fulfill everything that they wanted to. Or maybe they did on this earth. They are going to always be remembered for what they believe in, believed in, and they're standing their ground. And that's what we got to be today. Like That's how we have to be today. We have to be able to stand our ground no matter what. We can't we can't be like 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 sand. We can't be just getting blown left to right back and forth or like leave. We can't we can't be getting blown like that. We have to be able to stand our ground, have a solid foundation and be able to, to know, OK, no matter what, this is what I'm standing standing by. So these guys had a belief and they were sticking to it. They simply told the king, we would not worship this image because the image that we have inside of us and what we believe in will protect us. Now, here is one of the most important parts that we miss. They said, our God, this is in the scripture. They said, our God is able. Our God is able. You got to, you got to, if you got your Bible or if you, if you get a chance to get to that verse and, and highlight our God is able to save us from whatever you have for us. I like that part. But the most important part that I thought was in this scripture, they said, but even if, even if he does not, we will still not step outside of what we believe in and serve this image because we know what's real. And that's, that's kind of how I read the story. You know, they were saying like, we know that our God is able to deliver us from anything. But even if he doesn't, we will still not bow down to this image that you created because we know who our Heavenly Father is. We know what's real and what's not real. We know that if we bow down to this image that we are uh, disappointing our, our Heavenly Father and we won't allow that to happen. 
So this is this is the 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 most important part because even if even if it doesn't happen, even if they do get burned alive and they and they're screaming and and, and just getting uh, scorched, they still are are strong, faithful believers, and that and that's and that's amazing because even in life, you got to think about in life when you're when you're going through life and it's and it's hard, you know, and you know that God is able, but when things don't don't pan out the way that you want them to pan out, you start to doubt certain things and you start to look other places for answers and you start to try to do things on your own. But you got to understand that God has a plan and he has a purpose for everything that uh, that is going on in your life. So whether good or bad, I want you guys to be able to have that that God is able belief, but that even if he don't faith. And understand that even if he don't give you that promotion, even if he don't get you that job, even if he don't save that person from cancer, you gotta also you gotta just gotta know that he has a plan behind it all, and you have to understand that his plan are is not our plans. So even though we make our our plans, God directs our steps, and he allows that that path to go the way that we want it to go. So on our journey, we know that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly well as we aim to impact the world and make a difference but even if he don't we would not be dismayed because we know who we serve so with all that i just said i know that god has a plan and i know that god has a purpose for this mission because as i was praying he gave me this vision and he gave uh nick and adrian this vision a while ago too but we never really acted upon it because we wasn't ready yet we were still growing. We were still maturing. We were still trying to figure out life. Not saying that we have it all figured out, but we were still in a, in a place where we needed to learn more and we needed to do more. And now he brought us all back together. So what the dope story is about us is that Adrian, I met him through Nick. Nick and I were best friends or still best friends in college is when we met. And I'm going to get more into that story later. But it's just amazing how you go through so many different specific things in your life to end up in places where God already intentionally wanted you to be. So, you know, me going through all the things that I went through and them guys going through the things that they went through, it still allowed for us all to end up at the same place where we all were able to meet, build this friendship, build this bond. And now we're able to keep our bond strong while also going out uh preaching the word motivating people and allowing people to to be inspired and also allowing other bonds to be formed because of what we're doing so without further ado let me go ahead and talk about uh what does man mean so when i think of the word man and what it stands for here are a few concepts that stick out to me. And I'll start by breaking down the acronym that I spoke on earlier, earlier, and what it stands for. And the M stands for motivate. And when I, so, so for me, when I hear someone speak or when I watch an inspirational video or see anyone succeed in any task in life, I easily get motivated. The tricky part of motivation is that you can be inspired and motivated but it can leave you if you don't have a purpose behind it. I personally believe that the word motivate must have a why behind it. You have to have something that fuels your fire. And when motivation isn't enough, 
You have to be able to dig deep to that one thing and have that fire and desire make you an unstoppable force. That's that's how I look at motivation. I was talking to my brothers and, and I told them I was watching a video of Steph Curry shooting. He was he, he was shooting three pointers in practice. Steph Curry made 93 out of 103 pointers in practice and I was immediately motivated to go and shoot basketball and I don't even I'm not I'm not even a basketball player. I play football. <laughs> I went to the gym shortly after that and I tried to shoot the way he shot, but my shots weren't quite falling like his and that motivation that I had slowly started to dwindle down. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know what, this is this not even my realm. So I, I left out the gym. I went you know, to the to the rate room, you know, you know, when you, I go to L.A. Fitness. So it's like the, the basketball court and then you come outside and it's the weight. So I went back out here and back out there, shall I say. And I heard, you know, weights hitting the floor, hear people grunting and moaning. And that's when I fell back in my realm. I was familiar with that. And that and that's the hardcore steel. When I hear that steel hitting hitting the, the floor, I'm immediately brought back to. Uh, the grind that I went through when I was a kid and and that and that grind allowed me to be where I am right now being able to talk to you guys so the first thought that came to my mind was the first weight bench that my my dad got me when I was younger and I and I it was placed in our basement where my room was and I and I took that that weight bench along with the football that I had because I knew I always wanted to be a football player and I said I got to make my dream become a reality so I didn't I didn't like the circumstances that I was in. I didn't like the way they were living and but I did know that the only way that I can change that is to change my mind, change my my thinking. And as and as a young age, I was always like mental. I was always visual. And that was my motivation at a young age to get uh whatever I needed and get pumped up for whatever I needed. I just closed my eyes and I visualized that that musty uh, flood water smelling basement where it all started for me that that keeps me motivated right now to this day that keeps me inspired because i just think about the grit and the grind i think about getting stuck up under that bench <laughs> and not being able to get the weight up off of me trying to maneuver up out of there dang near about to die and suffocate myself because i'm down here trying to get bigger i'm trying to get stronger with nobody to spot me nobody to look out for me but I had something in my head and I was going to do whatever it took to make it happen. So my motivation may be a little different from yours, but that that still motivates me to, to this day. And that's why uh, when I live waste at the gym, I don't put clamps on the bar <laughs> because I could not get the weight. You know, most of the time, if you don't have no clamps on the bar and the waist is too heavy and it's stuck on your chest, you're able to just lean to one side, lean to the other side and they all fall off. And that happened to me at the gym, too. And that's another story. But I couldn't get those weights off because I had the clamps on there. So I literally had to kind of like squirm like a, like a worm to get up out of there. But I finally got out and I, and I just kind of just looked at the bench in disbelief. And I couldn't believe it that that that, that almost killed me. <laughs> but don't you know that the things that almost kill you are the things that make you stronger? Uh, I'm, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go to the next word. I don't want to keep you guys all day. So. When, I, when it comes to the word activate, so activate is the A for man. The thing that comes to my mind is the human brain and funeral homes. And I'm going to explain that in a little bit. So the things that, that, that's been going around is that we only use 10% of our brain. 
I don't believe that's entirely true. I believe we use more of our brain because there's no way that 90% of our brain capacity is just dormant. I believe we only utilize the small portion is because we haven't activated the deeper level of thinking. And I, and I know this personally because it wasn't until I was challenged mentally until I started to look at things differently. You know, as a kid, you grow up just hearing things. For example, let me give you an example. Santa, Santa Claus, he came through the, through the chimney to bring us gifts. And we believed that because that's what we were told. And that's all we knew. We had no proof that, that nothing else happened or nothing else existed. It's not until you activate that deeper level of thinking and start doing research and challenging those things and those thoughts in which you start utilizing more of the brain. Now, for me, the reason I found out that Santa wasn't real is because I caught my mom and my dad bringing in toys one day and I, I didn't know where they were putting them. So, you know, I'm looking through the whole house and we had this storage room in my basement and around Christmas time, they will always put a lock on there. OK, so that's a red flag. I'm like, OK, why are they putting a lock on here? You know, because we, we were able to, my mom kept snacks in there. So we were able to just go in there, you know, grab some chips, grab some honey buns, oatmeal, cream pies, <laughs> whatever, whatever we wanted. So she did start putting locks on there because we were, we were just running through the snacks. But, you know, when Christmas came, she made sure it was, it stayed locked. So me being a little sneaky kid that I am, I, that I was, shall I say, I ran over the, uh, to the top of the storage room it was it was a way to climb up over the top on the side and and i was able to to reach my hand in there flick on the light because we had the old school light with the with the little chains that you just pull down and it comes on so i was able to flick the light when i flicked the light i seen the storage room full of toys so i used to sit there and i used to wonder okay so why is she making us go to bed early every time you know so christmas i mean you know so christmas come and Santa gets to come and, you know, we couldn't see him. And I'm wondering, like, why we can't see him? So, you know, she went to the point to even where, you know, Santa would write us a note. Santa would uh, take a bite of the cookie. Santa would drink some of the milk. I'm, I'm not sure if they if they ate it or drunk it. They probably did. <laughs> but, you know, we, we go to bed, we wake up, and the gifts is all up under the tree, wrapped up pretty. Some of, some of them are already put together. And it was just an amazing experience. And I'm not, and I'm not saying these things that so that you can take this away from from your children because it's an awesome experience and when you think about it i just want to know or i ain't gonna say i want to know i just want you guys to be able to just share the real reason behind the season but also still celebrating it which is fine and that's and that's kind of what i do you know i make sure that my children know that okay christmas is jesus birthday on your birthday you're able to get gifts because you're celebrating another year of life, which wasn't promised to you. You know, every day is a, is a new day, and it, and it's a gift to be alive. But when you when you celebrate your birthday specifically, you're getting a year older, which is a gift, and you're able to to, to get gifts for for making it that far, which is my understanding of how uh, I want to raise my children. You know, like I said, everyone is different, so we have to turn on that switch and get to uh, thinking deeper. We got to unlock the surface level things that we hear. The reason I said funeral homes is because we see so many people leave us before they were able to activate any of the gifts that they were given. Because we all were born with gifts, whether you believe that or not. 
When I see children pass, pass and go to paradise, I sit back and I think about the differences they could have made if they had the opportunity to impact this world by, you know, writing a book, being in a movie, being a motivational speaker, or just a public figure that, that took a stand to make this world a better place. Activation is a key part, and we just have to learn how to change our perspective on things and that comes with experience and setbacks, unfortunately. And I, and I say unfortunately because setbacks hurt. Setbacks is painful. Setbacks really take a toll on you, but it also gives you experience. And without, without being set back, you won't really know how to deal with problems when they come your way. And that's why I welcome all problems. And I, I actually prayed for some problems to come in my life and they and they came <laughs> and i'm gonna touch on that in and later down as we as we start getting to know more and more about uh myself and man but i actually prayed for problems and setbacks and that's why they say be careful what you pray for because you just might get it and i got a whole set of problems that came from that <laughs> but say the least um um lastly i just want to talk about the word navigate and that's and that's what in is for a man. So motivate, activate, and navigate. So navigate is something that made me think about next steps in life. We don't know what we are doing in life, and though we make choices, and some are good, and some are not so good, we have to live with those choices. When we when we make the not so good choices, it usually comes with heartbreak, setbacks, and most of the time leaves us lost and not knowing what to do next as an athlete and playing football my whole life when the game is over it's those same feelings when all you've known is now gone what do you do next we want to be able to help you guys just navigate through those circumstances and transition from whatever phase you are in now to get to the next level and in the world we live in most things are are pretty much all about instant gratification you know when it comes to life nothing that is easy is worth having i say that because if you don't you don't you don't cherish a gift from someone most of the times the same way you would cherish something that you've worked so hard for you know and the reason you don't is because you didn't put forth the sweat equity you didn't put forth the work required to earn it and it's just it, it, it isn't the same so if someone gives you a gift you know, you kind of, you kind of, I mean, you take care of it. Don't get me wrong, but you treat it wrong. And I, and I'm, I'm going to use my kid, my kids as an, as an example. I bought my son a brand new pair of Jordans. And two days later, those Jordans look like he had them for three months. I don't know if the boy was kicking bricks. I don't know if he was just jumping in mud on purpose. If he was like, kind of like bending, bending the foot, you know, the, the toe part on purpose. I really don't know what he did to make those shoes look like that in three days. I said, son, what what were you doing? Like, because I work hard. I work hard for my children. I work hard for my family. Um, and to see that he just disrespected those shoes like that, it kind of made me mad. You know, and I'm like, you know what? From now going forward, I'm going to make sure that he gets some um some payless shoes to because to, that's a waste of money. I feel like that's a waste of money, you know, so... I think about that, and then I think about when he does good around the house. He does his chores. He cleans. He uh, helps take care of of his, of his sisters, and he's and he's doing good in school. And I give him allowance. 
and he goes and buy uh you know a toy or whatever it is that he buy and he makes sure nobody does anything to his toy he washes his toy he take a bath with his toy he lotion up his toy he makes sure his toy is taken care of but that that those shoes that i bought him he didn't take care of all. He didn't think about using no toothbrush. He didn't think about using a rag or anything. But that toy, he made sure he took care of because he worked hard for that toy. He made sure that his bed was made. He made sure the dishes were done. He swept when I told him to. He did his homework on time. So when you work for something, it's easier to, to take care of it as opposed to when you get a gift because you didn't work that hard for it. So, um... As, as 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 it pertains to to navigating i just want you guys to to just know that you know in life there's no compass and there's no gps to guide you just know that it takes time and it's a process and when i say that there's no uh no compass or no gps you just think about when you go to college or even when you go to high school like you don't it's nothing in 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 the bible or it's nothing that nobody can tell you, okay, you, you have to go to this school or you should go to this school. I mean, people give you advice and opinions all the time, don't get me wrong. But there is no no script to tell you exactly where to go, exactly what to be in life, exactly to what to get your degree in or what job to get or take. It's, it's nothing that tells you. And that's why you have free will and free choice to do whatever it is that you want to do. And that's why the, the, the opportunities in this world is unlimited is is the sky is the limit you can just keep going keep going keep pushing forward to be a better you to be great at whatever you choose to do but whatever you choose to do make sure you work diligently at it and work so hard at it that you become the best at it now lastly i just want to talk about um who marcus digpen is so you know i got i get asked that and 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 i just i just really want you guys just to picture picture this picture a young kid that was brought into this world by parents that were extremely young and had no idea of what to do or how to raise a kid. Imagine a young kid growing up in some of the roughest circumstances in a city where the crime rate was extremely high. Imagine these parents just, you know, this, this is a mistake. Like, I'm 16 years old. I did not mean to have a child at 16 years old. Think about that kid growing up being the oldest of five children in total, going through some of the most traumatizing experiences a person can face. Now, let me explain this. At just a year old, this kid was involved in a car accident with his mother and his aunt. The car rolled over, you know, a lot of times. And the mother was holding on to the son very, very tight and praying that they stay safe the whole time. I'm not sure, you know, why that parent <clears throat> while my while that parent was holding that child in the front seat when she was supposed to have him in the baby seat but god had a plan and he knew i think about the, that same kid was walking to the store and tried running across the street and was hit by a car and was knocked into the air and fell on his face and was unconscious his face was all scratched up his lungs were damaged from the impact the kid pulled through and he made it through that to get into yet another accident. He was now driving a van that was technically stolen because he took it without permission. The same kid crashed the van 
and had passengers in the car in which one person passed on impact. After the accident, the kid was in life-threatening circumstances from people around that city. He was transferred to another school and was able to get himself back on track. This young man then becomes the star of the football team, the star of the track team, class vice president. He was a 4.0 student. He was also blessed to get a full-ride scholarship for football to a major university. He went on to have a stellar career in college where he set records the same way he did in Little League and high school, and he was ultimately signed as a free agent in the NFL. This, this kid from Detroit, Michigan, made it out of the hood and achieved something that no one around him had ever seen. He found Christ in college and says that's the reason he made it to where he is today because of his own personal angel that was with him daily. The kid was now a man and went on to marry his high school sweetheart and had four beautiful children and went on to play in the CFL for three years, the NFL for five years, and his journey back to the CFL continues right now to this day. So before I introduce Marcus Thigpen, I just wanted to give you a quick backstory of some of the things that shaped me into the man who I am today. I am a God-fearing Christian. I am a man of integrity, character, trustworthy, and will help anybody out by all means necessary. I'm currently going through a divorce, unfortunately, and, I, and I'm navigating. I'm navigating through life myself, and I'm far, very, very far from perfect. But the best thing about it all is that I don't look like what I've been through. Or what I'm going through. I am blessed and I am highly favored. My faith is so strong because I've seen the bottom time and time again and I always find a way out with Christ at the center. I know what it takes to get there. I am qualified and, and, I, and I mean this. I am qualified to tell you that you can make it and that you can get through any circumstance and it's not cliche. You can get through any circumstance because I did it. I did it with nothing. And I am the God to refresh your thinking, refresh your mind, and let you know that you can do it too. Like I literally seen it all. I've been to the top. I've been to the bottom. I've, I've, I've been to the bottom time and time again. I've seen what it's like to, to have everybody loving you. And I've also seen to the point where everybody hates you. I've seen to the point where... I lost close friends to, to, to violence, to guns, to drugs. I've lost people to cancer. I've lost people to, to, to the system and that's locked up. I have siblings that's, that's locked up in prison. So I know what it's like to go through it. I've, I've, been, through, I've been there. And like I said, me and my team, um, as we continue on this journey, we'll touch on a little bit more of, of, of our upbringing and the things that we've been through, the things that we've seen, the things that we had to endure to get to where we are right now. We've all been through it. We all from the hood. We all from the projects. We understand the things that you've gone through or going or, or are going through. And this is not just for adults. This is for children. This is for uh, teenagers. This is for everybody. At our in our in our thirty, almost thirty-two years of life, we we've seen a lot. We've been through a lot. We've encountered and endured some 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 crazy crazy tasks. So you ask, who was Marcus Thigpen? I am just a vessel that is here to serve you, and allowing God to utilize my gifts, 
my talents, and my story to motivate you, to activate your thinking, and to help you navigate through this world that we live in today. So final thoughts that I have for you guys today is to just know that God is able. And I want you know also to know that even if he doesn't get you through that situation that you're in right now, just know that he is still with you. He still cares. He still loves you. He created you for a purpose. He is with you right now. And though you may not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's there. And that's the same thing with faith. Even though you can't see it, you have to believe. And like the Holy Spirit, even though you can't see the Holy Spirit, just know that the Holy Spirit is with you and is inside you. Because the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is the same spirit that lives in you today. You are powerful beyond measure. You are amazing. You were created uniquely. No two people are the same. And I just want you to know that God will provide no matter what. There's nothing that you can do to get out his grace because it's free and he gave it to you. Uh, Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for you. So it's nothing nothing that you can do to get outside of that. I don't care what you think or how bad you think you've been. There's nothing that you can do to, to get outside of that. And it's not a free pass to let you know to go ahead and just sin. But you are saved and you're covered by his grace. And what grace is, is, is unearned, unmerited, undeserved kindness and favor of God. And that's what you have upon your life each and every day. So as I leave and close, I just want to say thank you all for listening. Thank you all for taking time to to really dive in with us as we go in on our on our mission to becoming better men, to better bettering this world. And I just pray and ask that you just keep us all in your prayers. If you have any questions, any concerns, any feedback, we love to hear it. We're always looking to get better. We're always looking to improve. And with that being said, we just want to say thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you.